Welcome to On the Way with Tony Crisp. Each weekday, Dr. Crisp will be discussing biblical passages, people, places, and prophecies. Tune in daily to start your day right and deepen your understanding of how to better walk the way and enjoy the journey. Here's your host, Dr. Tony Crisp. Welcome to On the Way. This is Tony Crisp, and this is the 365 Bible Reading Plan. Today is November the 21st, and our chapter for today is 2 Timothy chapter 4. The last words that would ever be penned by the Apostle Paul concerning the sacred scriptures. Paul, in finishing this chapter, closes the book not only for Timothy, but also on his life. He said, I charge you, therefore, before God and the Lord Jesus Christ, who will judge the living and the dead at his appearing and his kingdom. The word charge doesn't mean just a normal instruction. It's the word martyreo, martyr, a witness, and then the word dia, thoroughly, through something all the way. And so he says, I thoroughly charge you to witness, to share crystal clear before God and the Lord Jesus Christ. And by the way, Timothy, remember that the Lord Jesus will judge the living and the dead at his epiphania. That's it, his epiphany, his appearing, and his kingdom. Then he said, Caruso, preach. It's an order, and the proclamation is the announcement of the gospel. It's not just normal speech. It's not just teaching. It is proclamation. Proclamation has an edge to it. It has a fervency to it. It has a passion to it. I have said often to my colleagues, and we all know this very well, that many now, many in our generation of political correctness, have mastered the art of almost saying something. We get right up to the point, and then we don't follow through. Paul said, Timothy, stop the shyness, stop the timidity, the days in which we're living And if that was true with Paul, how much more so with us? The days in which we are living demand that men of God proclaim with great fervency and passion the words of God. Because the word of God is the only clear authoritative source that we have to know God, to know his will for our lives, and he is the only one that can enable us and empower us to do it. He says, you need to be ready in season. The word is kairos, and it's rightly translated season, but we don't speak that way a lot of the time. A season in our lives we refer to, but it has to do with an occasion, with a time. And so he said, there's going to be good times. It is the word you, kairos. You always means well or pleasing, like it, eulogy, eulogia saying something good. Unfortunately, that's usually reserved for funerals instead of encouraging people while they're alive. If you don't mind, if you've got something good to say to me, I'd appreciate that if you'd say it while I'm still alive and could enjoy it instead of after I'm gone and others hear it. And so he says, when it's a good time, when it is you, Kairos, and ah, Kairos, when 
It's not a good time when there is no time, when it doesn't seem like it would be the right place to preach. He said, eukairos, akairos. That means in good times and in bad times, in good seasons and in bad seasons. He said, I want you to preach And I want you to convince, rebuke, exhort all of these words we could take time on, but they have to do with the content of preaching. It needs to be persuasive. It's not always good news. Sometimes we have to rebuke. We have to parakaleo. We have to call people alongside of us. We have to exhort people, encourage people. So all of that is involved in preaching, and we need to keep on doing it. The word long-suffering with all long-suffering is the word macrothumia. Thumas is the word for heat, and then you have the word macro. We know that word, macroeconomics, microeconomics. This is the macro, the long. And so he's saying be long-burning. In other words, have a long fuse. Why? Because preaching is not for the faint of heart. Proclamation, prophetic proclamation. I'm not talking about preaching prophecy. I'm talking about having an edge on the preaching that is preaching for a verdict. You see, when we stand to proclaim the word of God, men, listen to me. When we stand to proclaim the word of God, we need to do it with an eye toward a verdict. In other words, so what? No one needs to leave the times that they're with us when we are teaching and preaching, when they go away saying, so what? How does that change my life? How does that affect my life? That's the application aspects of preaching. And he said, you need to make sure that you are long-suffering, you're long-burning. It takes time if we're going to teach people the Word of God. And he said, the reason you need to keep on doing this is the time is coming when people will just not stand for sound doctrine. Of course, the word doctrine is the word for teaching, a set of teachings that are repeated over and over again. But the word sound is a word we know very well. It is the word for hygiene. That's right. Hygienics. This is the word. It's the word for health. And when you have good hygiene, you have good healthy practices. And he said there's going to be a time when the kind of preaching people are going to desire is the kind of preaching that is unhealthy. It'll make them sick. We need to preach the Word of God and teach the Word of God and preach and teach the whole counsel of God, the Old and New Testament, the good and the bad, the hard and the tender. We need to do it all. Why? Because that's how people stay healthy with God. These are words that come to life for us. He said that people are going to be looking for teaching that will actually make them sick, and they're going to want something that sounds good, that tastes good, that is something that will scratch where they're itching. Sometimes people don't know what's going on with them. And so that's why we have to be faithful to teach and preach the Word of God. And so this is what Paul is saying to Timothy. And then in verse 6, he says, Now, Timothy, I am ready to be poured out as a drink offering. The word there is the word for pouring out an offering by an altar. 
pouring out a libation. What he's saying is, I have given myself, I'm going to totally surrender myself to God. And the reason is my time of departure is at hand. This is not the normal word for leaving, echodas, to the way out. This is ana, and then the word luo, which means to loose. Ana means to unloose in this particular context. And so what does that mean? This is the word that is used in ancient times for unhooking oxen after they had plowed all day. It's the idea of setting a horse free after you work that horse for a long time. It's unharnessing. Any of you who have plowed with mules or horses, you know what I'm talking about. You harness them up. You go out. You work them and work them and work them and work them and work them. And then at the end of the day, you come in. You're tired and they're tired. And so what do you do? I can tell you what you do. That horse has been sweating. And before you go and rest, what you do is you unhook take that harness off, put the harness up, and then if you're a good equestrian, what you will do is you will brush that horse down and smooth his hair because he has done a good job. He has been out there working, and now you're going to smooth him down, and then you pat him and let him know he's done a good job. This is exactly the idea here. Or of oxen, a team of oxen that have been in the yoke, they've been in the harness, and now they are set free. Paul said, I've been working. I've been faithful. I've been out there plowing in the fields, and now I'm about to be unhooked. And he said, I have fought a good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. All of this idea, remember, of being a soldier, I fought a good fight. I finished the race. You remember he said, may the Lord give you understanding in all I'm telling you. And he used the illustration, remember, back in chapter 2 of the soldier, of the athlete, of the farmer. And so he's bringing that back up. I fought a good fight. I have been in battle. I have finished the race. I disciplined. I ran according to the rules. I have finished up. And then he said, I have kept the faith. Finally, there is laid up for me a Stephanos, a crown of righteousness. You see, the Lord gives that. He is the righteous judge, and he will give that to me on that day. Why? Because I've been up in the harness. I have followed the rules. I have not been disqualified. But then he said in his closing words, Timothy, listen to me, son. Come quickly to me. I don't know how long I'm going to be here. I'm alone. Only Luke is with me. When you come, get John Mark and bring him. Look, I know that I didn't want him going with us, and it caused great arguments between Barnabas. We fought over this. I didn't want to take Mark with us, but Barnabas is such a great encourager. He took Mark under his wing, and Timothy, bring Mark. I want to see him, and I believe he's going to be useful to me for ministry. So I want to encourage him before I die that I wasn't angry with him. I wasn't upset with him. I was just frustrated that he had turned back so quickly and didn't finish what we agreed that we would do. And But I want you to know you need to bring him with you. And would you bring my outer garment, that you know, that one that fits around my neck and doesn't have any sleeves, that cloak? Bring it, because I left it with Carpus at Troas. And when you come, would you bring the Biblia? Would you bring the Bible? Would you bring my books? 
Would you bring that series of books that I had, the codexes? Would you bring them in, especially my skins? Yes, the word is membrano, membrane. What's he talking about? Bring my skins, bring my membranes. Well, you see one of the great writing implements that were used and things like papyra, like ostraca were even used. But really the thing that Paul liked better than anything, I believe, was the vellum. Vellum is sheepskin. It's the skin. It's the membrane. That's the Greek word here, membrano. It means I want you to bring my skins, those parchments. What it was, it was copies of scriptures. It was copies of things that he had been studying and reading. Now think about this. The Apostle Paul was just a few months, maybe a few weeks, not long. I mean, it was more than likely in the fall of the year, winter was coming. And he said to Timothy, he said, please, Timothy, listen to me, son, come before winter. I need you here before winter. And so please come and bring my outer garment. Many times these were used as like a blanket that would wrap around you when it was cold. And Paul, no doubt, was at the point, yes, he was ready to go, but he was somewhat discouraged because you can just sense it in his voice. He said, everybody's forsaken me and that weighed on him. I don't have a blanket with me, Timothy. Come to me as quickly as you can. And I was arrested so quickly that I couldn't get my parchments and I couldn't bring anything with me. They're like old friends, son, if you could just bring them to me. And I am so grateful to God that we have these last words of Paul. And verse 21 is just, it tears me up. Whatever you can, son, get here before cold weather. Get here before winter. I want to see you. I'm not probably going to make it through the winter. And so come, come before winter. As we close this last book that Paul wrote before he died, I think we need to just take a sigh of relief and understand that we're up in the harness, that we are called upon to teach and preach the Word of God. And you say, well, I'm not a preacher. I'm not a pastor. Is there a word for me? Yes. Male or female, you are a teacher. If you're a follower of Jesus, you're a learner, but you're a teacher. Turn around and pass on to your children, your grandchildren, to your neighbors, to your friends. What God has shown you, don't stay silent. God did not give you the knowledge that he has given you as a toy, but as a tool. Dr. Rogers used to say he didn't give us spiritual gifts and all that we have for enjoyment, but for employment. For On The Way, this is Tony Crisp. Thanks for listening to On The Way with Tony Crisp. Tune in every weekday for information on biblical passages, people, places, and prophecies. Fridays are for your questions. Email your questions to questions at tonycrisp.org. Then just listen for your question to be answered on Friday's podcast. That's questions at tonycrisp.org. Thanks for listening and have a blessed day on the way.